0: You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Go to riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen.
1: Sometimes it's hard finding thankfulness with all the struggles, divisions, the anger often hidden deep within us. Too often life begins to drain the joy, distress, destroy the deafening noise, shuts out the voice of God. We walk our road, we wander our path, setting the tone, watching our steps right and left, every breath spent longing for the next big thing. But what if we could give thanks in the little things, the small victories, the tiniest dreams that seem to feed our soul? The promise of God to never leave or move on to care and to love becomes undeniable. Finding gratitude in the everyday. This, this is where thankfulness begins.
0: Thankful, grateful, blessed. I know that a lot of people come to Thanksgiving and Christmas time and sometimes life is hard and they're going through difficult things and they don't feel particularly thankful. They don't feel particularly grateful. They definitely don't feel blessed. And they look at all the difficulties, all the sadness, all the hard things, all the things that either was self-inflicted, they did it to themselves, and now they're suffering because you reap what you sow, or people made bad choices or decisions around them. Uh, This time of year is the time when you're more likely to get laid off from your company. Uh, Family gatherings aren't always the place of meaningful conversation. Sometimes uh, family gatherings are tough. So you look at what can you do and how can you be thankful. And in Christ, we have much to be thankful about. In Christ, we have many things that we can look at and say, okay well, this section of my life is a mess and I can't fix this, but I'm going to put that in Jesus' hands. I'm going to delegate that to Him, the Holy Spirit, to take care of that, to work through that, and I'm going to focus on this section over here where I'm alive, I'm healthy, I have time, I have resources, I have this, this is, God's doing this in my life, this is good, this is good, this is good, and you take the bad stuff and you put it over here so you can focus on the good stuff. What if you did that more than just one day a year on Thanksgiving? Actually, it's, you have to do it before Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving actually is a very busy day for a lot of people. It's not about sitting around being thankful and reflective. It's like, I've got to do this. I've got to go here. I've got to make this. I've got to feed them. have got to clean this. And now it's, oh, look, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I better start my Black Friday shopping. Wouldn't want to miss out on those deals. So distractions, distractions everywhere. And you need to be the one that puts on the brakes and you need to be the one that sets the pace and you need to be the one that finds time to live a thankful life. So, thankful, grateful, blessed. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Him everywhere. So, I had found this um, commentary that talked about what kind of procession this could be. And it says what Paul pictures is the triumph of Christ. He sees God giving Christ the glorious and triumphant victory as the word of God is proclaimed throughout the world. So William Barclay, we wrote a commentary, helps us see the picture in in the mind of Paul and his readers when he used the word triumph. In a triumph, the procession of the victorious general marched through the streets of Rome to the capital in the following order. First came the state officials in the Senate, then came the trumpeters. Behind them came those carrying the spoils taken from the conquered land. Walking behind all those were the captive princesses, le- princes, the captive princes, leaders, and generals in chains. Then came the officers who attended the magistrates, the lictors bearing their rods, followed by the musicians with their lyres. Then the priests swinging their censers with the sweet-smelling incense burning in them. After that came the general himself. He stood in a chariot drawn by four horses, After him rode his family, and finally came the army, wearing all their decorations and shouting to low triumph, their cry of triumph. So, it was the Roman parade, uh, and in our lives, we are following Christ, our leader, and we should be walking in triumph, we should be spreading the aroma of the knowledge of Christ everywhere. People should be able to look at our lives if we're living in Christ and see that there's something different in our lives, Maybe everything in our life isn't perfect. Maybe our life has tragedy and difficulty and loss. And people wonder, how does he keep worshiping the Lord when he's gone through all that or she's gone through all that? How do they keep doing that in the midst of that kind of mess when it seems like maybe they could say God was unfair or life has been unfair and they could say, well, you know, God's not obviously for me because not everything in my life is perfect. But none of our lives are perfect and true faith is trusting and serving God even in the midst of difficulty and being thankful. So what's funny is in the beginning of the week, I had a message based upon 2 Corinthians 2.14, and it was very academic, and I looked through it, and I'm like, well, even I'm bored, so what else could I do? So, And I looked through some of my past messages, and I'm like, oh, that one's pretty good. But I just thought, well, what about being thankful, making a an cross and come up with letters to be thankful, which is actually a great exercise for you. So maybe you could take a piece of paper and write the words thankful or thanksgiving or thankfulness and then come up with something that you are thankful for uh, for each of those letters. So that's what I'm going to do for the time we have. You get to hear what I put on my list, but what would you put on yours? So the T in thankful, what would you put in there that you're thankful for? Go ahead and shout it out. It has to start with T. What? time that's a good one okay anybody else turkey that's good yes what's that the fact that does start with t the fact that i can still work does start with t yes yes all right any other t's real quick travel truth that's a good one you just shout it out don't raise your hand what's that all right, the family. That totally works too. All right, I went with time. So, big reveal. And time. That's PowerPoint, by the way. I did not spend hours doing that, just so you know. So, I just pushed a button and it did it. So, all right, time. The Bible says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens in Ecclesiastes 3.1. And 2 Corinthians 6.2 says... For he says, in the time of my favor I heard you, in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. Time. Right now, you and I have time to do what God has called us to do. You and I have time to mend those broken relationships, to accomplish those purposes we feel God has called us to accomplish, to try to instill our spiritual values on our children and our grandchildren and the kids around us. We have time to do the things that we need to do. Now, we often do the things that we want to do more than the things that we need to do. And everybody here, I'm sure, would say, oh, I don't have any time. But if I found something that you really wanted to do, you would make time. Like, for instance, if you were really into football, and I said, hey, you want to do this? Oh, I don't have any time. You want to do that? Oh, I don't have any time. Hey, you want to go to the Vikings game with me? I've got tickets on the 50. Oh, I've got time. I'll make time. So... A lot of us, we don't spend the time that we're supposed to spend with the Lord. And then we wonder why our spiritual lives are so dry. We wonder why we don't feel like we're effectively serving Jesus or close to the Lord. It's because we're not taking any time to be with Him. You can't have a great relationship if you don't put the time in. Time is what I came up with for tea. I'm sure you could, like truth and other things, you could come up with other things. All right, H. What, what would you do for H? Health. health. Thankful for health. That's good. What's that? Hope. I like hope. What's that? Happiness. Yep, those are great. Yep. Anything else? Anything else? Totally cheated? Uh, So, it's going with the Holy Spirit, but I'm like, but I like the other two also. So I'm with Holy Trinity. So that way I can get God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in there. So, I am so thankful that God the Father loves me and has adopted me. I am so thankful that Jesus Christ paid the price for my sin, taught me how to live, uh, has a great inheritance. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit is with me, empowering me, helping me to understand, convicting me of sin. Holy Trinity is what I came up with. Hope is a good one too. Romans 5.5, 5, Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God's love through the Holy Spirit. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I, Jesus, have said to you. So the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, working for us in our lives to help us live the life God has created us to live, to help us to follow the way that we're supposed to, to help us to know if we're living in sin or not, to help us to have a way to understand Scripture and to guide and to teach us so awesome Holy Trinity. First uh, Peter one one Peter, an apostle of jesus christ to god 's elect, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. grace and peace be yours in abundance. Just this whole idea that God loves and cares for us so much that he reveals himself to us in this way as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is so awesome and wonderful, and i 'm so thankful for that in my life and in your life. First uh, Corinthians 3.16 Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst. Holy Trinity. All right. A. What could we be thankful? Starts with an A. Apples. Adam. All right. Adam. Yes. You do not suffer from a low self-esteem. <laughs> availability, of god. availability of god that's a good one what's that atonement that's good big theological word i'm thankful for that one too all right i went with assurance it's one thing to be religious it's another thing to try to work your way into heaven it's another thing totally to know that you're saved beyond a shadow of a doubt and that Jesus is on your side, that you're adopted as a child of God, that you're assured, heaven, that this stuff is real, that it's not a fantasy, that it's not a mythical book, that it's not something that men and women made up, but to have assurance. 1 John 5.13, I write these things to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. To know you have eternal life makes a difference in the way that you spend your life now. Ephesians 3.12, In Him, through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. So because we have an assurance in our faith, we can approach God with freedom and confidence. In our time of need, when we've sinned, when we need to pray for others, when we don't know what we're going to do next, when life is hard and we are afraid of the future, when we don't know what it holds, we can trust and approach our God with freedom and confidence. Hebrews 12.28, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence, with reverence and awe. Hebrews 12:28). So to have that assurance, to have that assurance that this life isn't it, to have this assurance that when I die, you should not have a funeral where you're sad, but a celebration. So, well, it would be kind of weird if you were totally celebrated that I had gone. But, you know, to know, to have the joy of the Lord and to, yeah, hopefully... You understand what I'm saying? To have the assurance that we have gone to be with Jesus, that we will see one another again, that this life is just not even the, the pregame. It's all that the, the Lord has for us. What a great thing to have the assurance. All right, N. What could N stand for? I had a hard time with N. N wasn't as easy as some of the others. But what, did, what would you do for N? Noah. New beginnings. <laughs> Noah. Noah. Nature. Nature, yes. Nature is awesome. So, nature also declares the glory of God. So, I had a hard time coming up with the So, anything? Nah? That's not a choice. What's that? Nurturing. Nurturing. That's a good one. Nurturing. New life. Um, I went with no condemnation. So, no condemnation. So some of you look at your life and know what you did in the past and the way you lived your life, and you wonder, how in the world am I going to come to the other side of this with no condemnation? Romans 8.1 says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.34 says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us, Romans 8.34 In 1 Corinthians 1.30, God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God has made Him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and He freed us from sin. Therefore, as the Scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. So the things of the past, the things that you're ashamed of, the things that you wouldn't want on your permanent heavenly record, all those things are forgotten. Psalm 103 talks about how they are There are no more as far as the east is from the west. So we have this great opportunity to walk freely in Christ and not be condemned for our sin, not be condemned for our past. Now, we shouldn't uh, live lives that are open to accusation or condemnation. Uh, Instead, we should live lives that honor and glorify the Lord. But I chose to be thankful that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and thankful that I am in Christ Jesus. Okay. What you come up with for K? K, what's that? Knowledge. Knowledge. That's a good one. Knowledge. Kindness. Kindness. That's a good one too. Kites. Killer whales. Knitting. Knives. At Thanksgiving time, right? So, matter of fact, I was blessed. We just bought ourselves a new turkey carver knife. So we have one now, but it appears that it's about 30 years old. We're still keeping it because we're not sure if it's going to work, or if the new one's going to work as good as the 30-year-old one. But I was looking at it, and I'm like, I think this thing is older than we... Well, it's from the 70s. Maybe it's 40 years old. So, knives? No. Kindness. Kindness. Kindness from God. Titus 3.4 When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Kindness and love of God our Savior. To be kind. We need kindness. We need to be kind. Acts 14.16 In the past, He permitted all the nations to go their own ways. But He never left them without evidence of Himself and His goodness. For instance... He sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. So they were trying to encourage the people, but yet they were confused as to who was God and they were quick to want to worship false gods or worship anything in a polytheistic culture. You and I have this great opportunity, actually, to point people to Jesus. So we should never be seen as somebody that we should be followed, we that people should follow us, but we should be constantly reflecting Jesus in our life. So people should be able to see us reflecting Jesus. We should be pointing people to God, helping connect people to Christ. And He does cause the the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, he provides food. He does these things for the righteous and unrighteous. Kindness. God shows His kindness. F. Faith. Fullness after Thanksgiving dinner. What? What's that? Family. Somebody else say football. Oh, must be the inner voice inside my head. talking <laughs> here. What's that? Fruitful. That's right. That's a good one. Friends. Thankful for friends. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. You know, I was. Um, listening to a sermon from a pastor that uh, used to be the pastor of a really big church uh, in, the, in Minnesota, and all of a sudden he like, disappeared. I was like, where did he go? And then I saw recently he popped up in Canada, and I was listening to his sermon that he had, and he was talking about how social networking and all these things we have to be more connected to people have left people feeling lonelier than ever. There's all these people in crowds everywhere that feel lonely. People are lonely, and we have an opportunity to be friends. We should do what we can to reach out to them. Maybe we should all try to make a new friend this month. But I went with faith. I went with faith. Again, I just pushed a random button it's doing that. So, technology, yes. All right, I have to admit that when Ken Castor was here, uh, was it last Sunday or whatever, I'm like, how long did it take you to do those slides? but do you have a graphic artist? He's like, no, it's a service. There's a template. You just fill it in. I'm like, oh, I pictured you like sitting there for two days making your slides. So he's like, no, it's just a program. Technology's getting smart. Faith. Galatians 2.16. We know a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So faith. Second Corinthians five six. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Faith. Faith to get you through this life today. Faith to transition from this life to the next and be excited about heaven. Be excited about going to see Jesus. Be excited about uh, the opportunities before you uh, to live your life like heaven matters, to live your life with eternity in mind. That's what faith does. We live in faith. 1 Corinthians one nine. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for and then it has that Heroes of the Faith chapter in Hebrews 11. But faith has confidence. So, I don't tell people that if you have enough faith, God will do anything you want. Not the word of faith movement that says, you know, because you prayed for it and put Jesus' name on it, He's got to give it to you. No. God in His foreknowledge, in His sovereignty, can choose what to bring into your life, what to answer, what not to answer, what to cause uh, you to wait. Sometimes you pray, and He says no. Sometimes He says yeah, and sometimes He says it's good, but not yet. So either you need to become something more or something needs to change or you need to give up something, but that waiting sometimes is a process and we have faith as we wait for God to answer prayer. Uh, You, what did you come up with for you? Anything? Understanding, that's a good one. Anything else? Unconditional unconditional love. Unconditional friendship. United. United. Well, that's actually what I came up with was uni- unity. So unity. So you know, it's great when the church is unified. It's great when we are uh, walking with the Lord. John seventeen twenty two. I Jesus have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So unity when we are. Unified in Christ, the world takes notice. Ephesians 4.3, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Alright, and then L. L. What? That's, that's what I came up with too. So, any other? <laughs> Laughing? What? Life. Life. That's a good one. Light. What? Lily. Lily. What? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes, we are thankful for Lily. So, actually Lily wants to be baptized. So when we baptize her, if you come watch Lily be baptized, that would be really cool. So, Lily. No, we're going to go with love. And uh, couldn't find as many Bible verses about Lily as I could find about love. But uh, there are a lot of Bible verses about love. 1 John 4, 7 uh, through 12 talks about how much God loves us. Uh, how if we love, we show God's love in us. Um, I'll just read it. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him, and this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. And I am thankful for love. You know, when I was a kid, I could really never figure out what love was. I used to actually ask the question, you know, what is love, really? Uh, You know, is love a feeling? Is love a choice, a commitment? So, And then DC Talk came along and made it clear to me that love is a verb. So uh, if you are old, you probably remember that love is a verb song. But love is important, and we need to live in love for Ephesians 5:1 follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God so among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people so we walk in love we experience God's love we live in love and then we make choices that show our love for God and our love for others So if you look at the things that we're told not to do, it's because we love God and because we show love to others. So many times, the things that we choose to do that are sinful negatively impact the people that we've sinned with. So these are improper for God's holy people. All right, so moving on to, that was thankful, grateful. Webster's Dictionary says, Grateful is having a due sense of benefits received. Kindly disposed toward one from whom a favor has been received. Willing to acknowledge and repay or give thanks for benefits as a grateful heart. So we need to be grateful. We can be thankful. We can be grateful. And the Bible actually says that in the last days, 2 Timothy 3.2, that people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. And people are very ungrateful nowadays. They're just so many expectations. So many people angry that they're not getting what they want exactly when they want it. Uh, they are ungrateful, and we ungrateful to God. And we need to be grateful. Colossians 3:16. Let the message of Christ dwell in dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So, we sing with gratitude. We pray and thank the Lord with gratitude. We have an attitude of gratitude, and it makes a difference in our lives. So, and then blessed. Blessed. We all want to be blessed. Don't you want to be blessed? Um, When I think about blessed, I think about favor from God. So, in uh, Psalm 1, 1 1-3, it talks about uh, how to live a blessed life, and that we should... uh, walk with the Lord, and experience that blessing. Uh, verse 3 in Psalm 1 says, The person, that person, the, okay, I guess I can't get away without reading that. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So there's this general theme here that when you walk with the Lord, you receive God's blessing, God's favor in your life. Romans 10:12. there's no difference between Jew or Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. So you call on Him for salvation. You walk with the Lord. The Bible says that God richly blesses you. Now sometimes... That's money. Sometimes it's health. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's relationships. It could be a lot of stuff. It's a walk with the Lord. Uh, Just having a personal relationship with the Lord is totally a blessing. But to be blessed, you walk with the Lord. You call on the Lord. And Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. So it can lead to riches. Uh, Sometimes riches is the number in your bank account, and sometimes it's the... Resources that you have, or the opportunities that you have, there's more to riches than just a sum of cash or um, gold or those things. But I mean, really, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, but money itself isn't necessarily bad. It can be a tool to do great things. Can you imagine if you were faithful to God and He gave you a ton of money, how much you could do to further God's kingdom and to make a difference in the world, to uh, be committed to? Uh, make as much as you can and save as much as you can and to give as much as you can and the difference that that could make in the world. A faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to rich will not go unpunished. Proverbs 28.20 So see, being faithful means that God might richly bless you, but you're not supposed to make that the priority. You focus on serving the Lord, and if He chooses to bless you uh, financially uh, with riches or resources he can and sometimes he chooses not to because he wants to keep you in a place where you're faithfully serving him, faithful, faithfully reliant on him. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So you're focusing on God, you're focusing on his kingdom, you're focusing on serving him and doing his will and living for him and then all that other stuff comes. So when you chase after all that other stuff and say, I don't have any time for God, you chase after all that other stuff and say, oh, I just I can't trust God. I've got to do my own thing. I've got, got to work three jobs to make this happen. I, I would pray if I had time, but I just feel like I need to do this on my own. That's backwards. Instead, if you're in Christ, if you're a Christ follower, he promises to provide your needs as you seek him first. So first seek him and then pray about the jobs. He could change your whole life situation by helping you find a better job that paid more or providing your needs or lowering your bills or... He just changed that, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and you will come out ahead. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37.4. Blessed. I want to be blessed, and to do that, we put God first. We delight ourselves in the Lord. We make him our priority. We show him our love, our gratitude, and our thankfulness, and it opens up the door to the blessing that we want and need. God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Second Corinthians nine eight. After it talks about giving and being faithful to give and giving to the Lord, that God is able to bless you and to help you. Uh, what you give can be like seed and the, can grow and uh, to be blessed. And then my last verse. Now to Him who is able to do more a measure or is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. So, thankful, grateful, and blessed. We need to express that to the Lord. Uh, The best thing that you can do is take some time and pray that back to God. Uh, Maybe the best thing that you can do is when you're driving down the road on your way to work or something, probably before Thanksgiving Day, uh, make a list of the things that you're thankful for and tell God. Or maybe you take a piece of paper and a pen and you start writing stuff down. Or maybe you write out the word, grateful and you come up with all the things that you're grateful but what am i grateful for that starts with g what am i grateful for that starts with r and you go through or use thankful or thanksgiving or or whatever but there's many ways to uh have that experience with the lord Uh, the problem is that there'll be other things that might seem to be more important other things that will distract you satan doesn't want you to be thankful, doesn't want you to spend time with the Lord, wants to short-circuit you delighting yourself in the Lord and seeking His kingdom. But if we live a life that is thankful, people will take notice. Our attitude will be better. Actually, this uh, professor, I think he was from Stanford or Harvard or whatever, did some research, showed that if people would spend five minutes a day just thinking about how they're thankful and the things that they're grateful for, that their quality of life improved and they were more content with their situation in life. I'm out of time. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you have given us an opportunity to live this life. And Lord, there are things that we should be grateful and thankful for that we take for granted. That we, It's always been there, we just take it for granted. Running water, flushing toilets, all those things. Uh, heat, Lord, transportation, we're just like, eh, it's always been there, we take it for granted. But life would be hard without it. And let us not take you for granted. Lord, help us to uh, be thankful, to express our thanks to you, to express our thanks to others, so that people would see that we're different, that there would be that fragrance, that aroma of Christ-likeness and uh, righteousness uh, through us and around us, and that people would want to follow you because of us. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit River Rock Church 10 a.m. Sundays at 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. You can connect with us, find resources to help you grow in your faith, give online to support this ministry, and share your prayer requests with us at riverrockchurch.com. May God bless you. Share Jesus with others this week.